Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Reigns. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Alright y'all, so... This this ain't a normal episode. This is a little bit more unique for shooting the bull. We got Philip on. Philip, you want to say hey? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, Philip, he's been to three of our races we've put on, and he's leading the Texas Trail Runner series right now. He's probably gonna win it and secure the bag, so that's pretty cool. Um, he'll be our first ever Texas Trail Runner series titled champion, and so it'll be pretty cool. But um, anyways, so. Usually, we start off the show drinking some coffee, and uh, we talked about this off the show a little bit, but it's we're, we're filming 4 o'clock in the afternoon right now, so uh, we don't have any coffee today. <laughs> so, it's a little, you know, but um, it's all right, though. But So, Philip, I met Philip at the Chupacabra 50, which, by the way, did y'all see the promo video for it? Yeah, I watched it before I got on. Oh, man. It looks pretty sick. Dude, I the the inspiration for the promo video is that I see what Aura Viper Running is doing. Like Aura Viper Running in the Arizona, Colorado running community, and they're doing like really cool stuff like that, like cool media productions. And so I was like, man, we need to step up our game. Like Texas, like come on, where's our media production down here? You know what I mean? Like think about all the races and all the race organizations and even just the running community in general in Texas. It's like it's not really covered in the rest of the United States. Yeah. You know, like West, the, the, the West Texas culture of troll and ultra running is like dominating the, or the West Texas areas are dominating the troll and ultra running sport, you know? And it's just kind of, I don't know. We need to step up our game over here on the East coast and the South. So, yeah, so we threw together that video. If y'all are listening, check it out. It's on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that good stuff, and it's pretty, it's pretty sick. I thought I thought it was pretty unique, so it had its own thing. But um, yeah, that's something, something I I've really been wanting to see like in Texas is the innovation, um, as far as like the running community goes. Like Texas is known for its like high school Texas like high school distance running um but that's kind of it and we really need to like step it up as a community i guess um to the rest of the united states like we don't even have a point to point 100 mile race in texas you know do you know do you know of any philip no i don't uh i actually just did a kind of virtual one i completed yeah. a couple of weeks ago uh if you know if you saw i posted about that but really even how i feel here where I train. So I'm, I live in Canyon, Texas. I'm the yeah. panhandle. Over there in West. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like I'm on an Island a little bit, you know, how I train and I don't really have running groups like I see in Dallas or in the Houston area. Yeah. You know, specifically for trail and ultra running. Yeah. Even, even in this area, I don't even think there's a, like a popular road marathon. You have to go to Lubbock to get that even. Yeah. So, and the American Trail Running Association, they published an article in Texas about about Texas running community. And West Texas is actually the biggest 
trail running hub in Texas. Not community wise, but trail wise. Like out there in the West, y'all have Paladura Canyon State Park, Caprock Canyon State Park, and then there's like I think there's another one north. And uh honestly out there though in West Texas, it's pretty, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I go to Paladuro yeah. uh, all the time and train. Yeah. You're always training Paladuro. I've seen it on Instagram and all that. Yeah, it's like my weekly kind of Saturday thing to do. Yeah. 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 And um, so big news. So Asher and I are going to be putting on the first ever point to point hundred mile race in Texas and hundred K. That's awesome. We're not going to disclose location. Okay. It's not going to go out there yet. It's not going to be revealed today. It is a work in progress. And it honestly might be the fastest hundred mile course in the United States, which Asher, I haven't showed you the elevation profile of the location yet. We're not going to announce any of the locations or anything just yeah. because I don't want somebody else to take the idea. <laughs> yeah. So Philip, I'm sure you kind of have an idea of maybe where it could take place, but uh, we're not going to say names. So I was just trying to think in my head. Yeah. Like, if it were to get across the state per se, it would depend. Is that what you're, considering is it like kind it would be it would be an actually an out and back 100 mile race so like 50 miles that'd be like leadville i'm pretty sure leadville's an out and back and then it'd be kind of like that so but uh yeah so we're excited for that but yeah over there in west texas i've kind of followed some running groups there's like the west texas running club i think um but there's not really i don't know there's not like big groups like the Dallas Dirt Runners in Dallas and Houston. There's tons. Austin, there's tons of groups. So, yeah, up here, I know there's Bomb City Runners. Yeah. Runner Club, and they meet uh, Get Fit Amarillo, which is like the local specialty running store. Okay. They have a group too. Yeah. They host, but it's primarily road. That's what, what, how do I see from them? Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, West Texas Running Club is out in Lubbock. So yeah, let's see I think South so. South Plains. So we're still, we're still disconnected with South Plains and High Plains. Yeah. A little bit. Yep. And uh, one thing I've been thinking about lately, I was out mowing today. I was mowing this lady's yard today. And so I, I had some time to think. And I was thinking, and uh, it, going back kind of to our Viper, like they think about the impact they've had on the running community in the West, like in Arizona and Colorado. You know, like they've done a lot and it made me think about the influence um, runners in Texas have the opportunity to leave on the rest of the world like our Viper does, you know, and I mean, and even just at a personal level, like even um, like Philip, you're like a, you're a coach, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I help out with the Canyon high school boys were 4A. So, yeah. Like think about like the even the impact you can have on those kids, you know what I mean? Like it could be long lasting and impact their lives forever. And like our Viper has done that through content. Like I, the, when I found trail and ultra running, our Viper was one of the, I found their like documentaries and their all these videos, you know, and it literally changed my life. Like now I'm running in college because of those videos and like all this stuff, you know, and, the impact we have in the running community literally changes people's lives forever. Yeah. So about those like types of videos for me, usually ones that resonate 
well or ones about just everyday people. Like, you know, of course you, you expect, you know, high profile elite athletes to perform yeah. well, or, you know, maybe they upset or get second or third sometimes, but those just everyday people. Like I see a lot of people that folks that, that I've seen at Texas outlaw races, they're just everyday people like trying to break into the community and you guys yeah. provide that service for them. So I think that's great. Yeah. And you know, I, I think about this a lot when we're at a race and there's like 60 people there, I think in my head, I'm just like, wow, like all these people came to this one race. And if this race weren't here, they would all be doing something else this weekend. And think about like the ripple effect of a hundred people leaving their homes to come and like run a race and then going back. Think of about the positive effect of the economy and um, not only the economy, but just like, the personal gain that they get of the experience of, of pushing their bodies farther, the farthest farther than they ever have or in a new area that they never have before, you know? Yeah. Like, like for example, Chupacabra, it's a pretty sleepy town that you guys host, like outside that state park. Small and you guys town, brought, yeah. brought a lot of people to there that, that weekend. It sounds like it's going to be bigger here too. Coming oh up. yeah. Yeah. So. Chupacabra has gotten bigger every year so far. It's only been on for two years, but it, almost doubled or tripled last year and so we're gonna see what it does this year but quanta like there's like i don't even know what the population there is i feel like it's a few hundred like there's not a lot of stuff i think there's like one red light oh yeah so yeah so it's pretty cool to see like the uh the impact on the local communities as well so yeah you got any comments on that asher certainly uh I'm kind of interested in your introduction to running Philip. Like, how did you find it? Where did you, where did you start your road racer initially? Or did you start in like high school? What was, uh, yeah. what's your story? Cool. He used to be a fast college runner. Yeah. Yeah. I used, yeah, I ran in college. So I started actually, um, my freshman year of high school, I wasn't a runner. I was about 225 pounds, big guy. Just, I had a really good friend at the time who, was a runner and I went out with him one day, took me 40 minutes to run two miles. Well, wow. it was probably the most painful thing I ever experienced at that time. So yeah. then I started slimming weight, made it through high school. Wasn't really fast enough or anything special to get onto any, you know, uh, NCAA team. So I ran NAIA Eastern Oregon university. And really there I developed a great like love for running and wanted yeah. to like, push my limit and things. So after that, as I went to grad school and, you know, life came up, stopped running probably five, four or five years, then COVID happened and I started running again. So between like 2019 and 20, I started mounting on this comeback within myself to start running again. And I was like, well, I'm not as fast as anywhere near as fast as I was in college. So let's try ultras. And it's also on the trail. I'm getting older, like maybe it won't be as taxing on my body. And I did my first ultra actually like two years ago, 2020, February at a Rocky raccoon. And yeah. it's just fell in love with it then. And now my body's really, I think starting to adapt and I'm starting to get stronger. And instead of doing things like completion, I'm doing things to compete now. Okay. Consider races as more of competing. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. Philip's well, been killing it, dude. I was going to say, we've clearly seen you compete um, at all of our events. You're very competitive and you're, always in the running so <laughs> awesome. yeah philip's always um 
Yeah, he's always competing. He and whenever we make like the predictions for the races, he's always on that list usually. Um up there for first or second place. But yeah, like I remember in the Chupacabra, it was between you and this one other guy. And you came in, you have a one loop left to go, and you were just like you were just trying to get in and out as quick as you could. Yeah. So with that, oh man, if we if we want to talk about that race for a second, if you don't yeah, mind let's do it. my perspective. Yeah. So uh earlier that February I had gone and run rack raccoon again to try to improve on my time well it was a horrible showing like 20 minutes later in the year before i found out i was anemic so oh, wow. i was like really low ferritin level like seven i remember because it was so so low and i had found out something wrong with my diet found out i was gluten intolerant had to cut that out of my my diet and then i just started coming back strong so i wanted chupacabra to be that because it was a race that was close by and, uh, from seeing the course in the previous year, it looked like I could run fast on it. And man, I really did those first two loops. I remember going, we were going out pretty hot and I paid for it later. Um, in the second, in the third loop, when it started, the temperature started rising and it started cramping pretty bad and yeah. I got in a pretty dark place, but I was able to finish, but that course is like beautiful, totally yeah. runnable. Like, I think that's probably really good. Like beginner, beginner course for, for pe- folks in ultra, cause there's a little, there's some technical parts, but most of it's like just flat grass, dirt, and you can really get going. And I think that just brings your confidence as a runner. If you're actually running versus like hiking a lot. Yeah. And you know, what's crazy. Did you listen to the podcast with, uh, that I did with Rob Launder, the guy who won Rocky raccoon? He's the guys like adventure cyclist, right? Like, yeah, that- he, yeah. he's, he's anemic as well. Oh, he got, he got, uh, from, it's just the endurance. Like yeah, it happens to a lot of quite a bit of endurance athletes. Does it really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cause you know, the whole purpose of the iron in your body is to transport the oxygen throughout it. And if your ferritin level, which is the primary transporter of that is low, then you basically can't transport oxygen and we need oxygen for the bulk of endurance activity. Wow. So you get like headaches and like, if you're anemic, it's headaches chills low energy just enormous fatigue wow so what was your fix for that uh so basically with the gluten intolerance it was my body wasn't being able to process it so then i wasn't digesting things properly so i wasn't absorbing nutrients so then the ferritin level dropped off because of it gotcha and then um to fix that you basically have to take you can take iron supplements or eat a lot of red meat so i kind (laughs) of did both and like, I'm still on the mend. It's about like a six month process to really get back. Cause you want to bring the level up and then you want to store iron also in your body. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Our, our cross country coach in college always tells us to watch our iron, make sure we're getting enough iron and stuff. So that explains why, but yeah, I never knew that. That's interesting. Glad you're all better. Glad you're yeah. functioning at normal yeah. levels. Yeah, dude, you're still killing it out there even with it. So that's pretty inspiring, honestly. So, so Philip, uh, what's your next next race? I know you're doing the backland. Do you have one before that or is it straight? Yeah. Yeah, so thanks for asking. It's about seven weeks from now. It's the Paladuro Trail Run 50 miler. Oh, yeah. I'm coming back to learn from the mistakes I made last year. Right. With pacing and nutrition and, 
So yeah, so about seven weeks from that, and my tra- my training is going to start transitioning here too to get more race specific and leading into the the taper. So actually, after I hop off here, I'm going to go for another another long run nice. on the canyon to get some <laughs> get some heat training because it's going to be pretty hot out there at five. Right. I, I was going to ask you. You said uh, Paladero was your usual Saturday stop, and I was like, well, it's Saturday. What are you doing? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go there and then probably run through the sunset into the sunset tonight so that's awesome awesome. your home court dude so yeah hey the cool thing about paulo duro trail runs is the guy that built the trails put is the one that made that race the paulo duro trail runs race yeah it has a long history and it's uh changed there's been different iterations of it but the one that there is right now is i hope it stays like the race course forever because so you know you have the canyon and there's the uh, west rim and east rim of it and the course basically goes up all throughout the west rim for the first half and then on the second half you're running on the canyon floor or close up to the wall of the east rim so you can really make up time in the second half of it but a lot of the first half is just technical and it'll get you like last year when it got me was the third lap like miles 36 to 40 just the heat mixture of the heat of the day and just all the climbing that I had to go through. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's a fun course too. Hey, we need to get a documentary on Philip over here. <laughs> yeah, <for real. laughs> Follow him on the Polyduro trail run next fun. year. <laughs> but, so is uh, it a four loop, five loop race? So there's three loops. The first loop is an extended uh, 18.8 and then two uh, 15 and a half loops. Oh, uh, which is the normal race course. So. Yeah, right. it's cool right. race. I want to. I want to run it. When I ain't college, I'll. I'll be doing it. It's typically <laughs> a mid October race. Okay. So. Cool. 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 Yeah, I'll have to check it out. But uh, yeah, I think that's all about time we got left now. So, um, Philip, you got any last words? No, I'm just looking forward to really seeing you guys at the backland. Oh yeah. Wanting to to be there and to be my first last man standing and. I'm really kind of just looking forward to trying that genre of ultra running, seeing what I can real do quick. at the end of the year. Yeah, real quick. What do you think? Uh, what loop are you going to get to? What's the hour mark? What do you think you're um, – yeah, how far are you going to go? Yeah, I was thinking about it. So after this 50-miler coming up, I have seven, eight weeks probably till that, and uh, I'm shooting for – I'm hoping that it, someone can be with me to get it through 100K. And I think from looking at the entrant list, it definitely might go more than that. Yeah, definitely. The rest of it will be bonus. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, all right. Thank y'all for listening. And uh, don't forget to leave a rating. Hey, we went up We went up one rating from last week. So and that was the first rating in about a year. So, um, but yeah, we'll see y'all next week. And thanks for listening.